This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to... on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy tour through mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda. I'm Julia. And this is episode 76, Yowie. Yowie. Oh, God. I, it's as badass as it sounds. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a really funny episode, if I do say so myself. I, I think so, too. We we occasionally have episodes where we're like, yo, that was really deep. And then yeah. other ones, we just like wipe away our mascara tears of laughter. Yes. That's one of the latter ones, I think, in this situation. Um, do you know who never cry off their mascara? Uh, would that be our legend level patrons? Our legend level patrons. Thank you to Mercedes, Ashley E, Buggy, Rachel, Sandra, Ashley Marie, Leanne, Ashley C, and Cassie. Oh, y'all are great. You can go hiking through the outback and not have an ounce of sweat on you. As can our supporting producer level patrons. Neil, Philip, Julie, Christina, Josh, Eeyore, Jessica, Maria, Cammie, Ryan, Phil Fresh, and Deborah. Yay, y'all are great. And we hope that the Yowie doesn't come and eat you. I don't know if they, I can't remember if they eat people now. <laughs> We're on a couple week delay between recording and doing intros for our own sanity. And so it's good for me because I listen to the episode and read the transcripts Mm. and I'm like, oh, yo, cool. This was funny. I didn't wonder who recorded that. Oh, wait, it was me in the past. Welcome also and importantly to our newest patrons, Meg, Lorelai, Katie, PJ. Hey, PJ. And Stephanie, as well as Ashley and Mercedes who upgraded their pledges. We can only make the show with your support, and we super, super appreciate it, uh, including the fact that our patron support goes toward doing transcripts for each episode, yeah. yo. Yeah. If you if you are like, oh, I love that spirits joke, but I don't remember exactly how that went, you can go and read it in our transcript. Yeah, now. or like, I wonder who this cool deity is and how you spell their name. It's on spiritspodcast.com with the episode. Just click uh, episodes, click listen, and then you can listen to the embedded player and or read along in the transcript. Yeah, uh, so moving forward, all of our new episodes will have transcripts, and we are slowly making our way through the backlog as time and resources allow we plan to get all of them transcribed at some point yeah we're uh, we're really excited to be doing this and it's only with um the support of listeners like you that we can actually do it mm-hmm. what were we drinking this week jules i thought you know since we're out in the outback metaphorically of course we're not actually there no they do have very good strawberry margaritas at the outback they do have really they good. do can we go to outback now yes julia we okay. can go to the outback all right we're gonna go to the outback but like i meant the actual outback yeah yeah, yeah. um but <laughs> since we're going to be traipsing through the the hot hot desert uh i figured a nice lager would be nice and refreshing even the word lager is like ah it's like cracking open a cold one ah, 
for about a year and a half, the billboard outside my subway station had a Corona ad uh, that was like, don't you wish you were here instead? Yes. And like a picture of a beach. And I was like, fuck you. It's January. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. God damn it, <laughs> Corona. We didn't drink Coronas, though. Yeah. You can find the link to the drink that we drank in the uh, show notes if you get those as a patron. Yeah, Patreon. And before we get into the episode, we also wanted to give a shout out to our pod son, Mike Schubert of the Potterless Podcast, who just passed 1 million downloads. Not that he needs our shout out since he just passed 1 million downloads. Yeah, no, clearly he is uh, on a rising star. I know a lot of uh, Potterless listeners have since come to Spirits, so welcome. Hey, what's up? And hopefully a lot of Spirits listeners who like Harry Potter or people reading things or us talking have also checked out potterlesspodcast.com. Or a bunch of people who have already uh, been guests on Spirits Podcast yes. have also been guests on Potterless because we have a very tight circle of wonderful, wonderful people. I know. Our, our little multitude fam. We like to guest star when we can. Mm-hmm. Like, God, Misha's episodes on both our show and on Potterless are both amazing. I know. <laughs> Misha is like our pod godparent. Yes. While David Ranstrom is our father. Our, our actual pod father. Yep. It's true. <laughs> when I met David Ranstrom, he hosts this amazing show called Radio Drama Revival, mm-hmm. where he interviews people that make audio dramas and then also airs uh, episodes of their show so you can try it out and listen to it. Um, I was on along with Eric Silver of Join the Party, and it was very, Not very to fun. Brag or anything. Very, I was very honored. I was like, <laughs> really, David? Like me? Are you sure? Um, but he, I thought, was like 65 years old. <laughs> like, yeah, we met him at PodCon, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm David. I'm like, what? You're a child. <laughs> You're our age. What's happening? It was awesome. Uh, podcast friends are the best. Podcast friends are the best. And as a reminder, you can see our faces at Podcast Movement in oh, July. Yeah. We'll be letting you know as soon as we know what the actual date is of our session. But we will be uh, letting you guys know if you're in the Philadelphia area, you can come by and say hi to us um, at the con. Or we'll try to carve out you know, a little bit of time to hang out outside the convention center and see any listeners that may be in the area. Probably at a bar. Probably at a bar. Mm-hmm. Word. So Haunted Bars in Philadelphia, hit us up. Yes, please give us Haunted Bar recommendations for Philadelphia. I'm going to spend an extra day probably from podcast movement. So I would like those recommendations, please. What up? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And without further ado, enjoy Spirits Podcast Episode 76, Yowie. Our first ever guest episode, all of those years ago, so, so very long ago. So long. uh, Was my now fiancé, Jake. It was episode eight. And he sat us down to talk about something that he's really, really passionate about. It's true. Besides me. Bigfoot. And and it's Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Not just Bigfoot, though. Uh, A bunch of different iterations of Bigfoot. Sasquatch, the Yeti, Mank. He, like, went on and on. Um, But for the most part, these stories were coming out of either North America or, like, Eurasia area. Yeah. Um, But how would you react, Amanda? How would you react? If I told you that Australia has its own pretty buck wild version of Bigfoot. I would say uh, stories are universal. I love human beings. I want to know everything there is to know about this. I know. So it's great. 
It's called the Yaoi. It's amazing, and I'm ready to dig into it if you are. Uh, Yaoi, like the Japanese manga that I love to read so much? Well, differently, but I guess pronounced the same, technically. You know, whether it's gay love stories or uh, cryptids from all around the world, you know it's up my alley. I do. I do know it's up your alley. Tell me all about it. All right. So the Yaoi story is a story that is told all over the continent of Australia, uh, though it is probably most prominent in the eastern Australian states. Okay. Uh, It goes by a bunch of different names, and I'm going to list them all now because I am nothing if not a masochist when trying to pronounce words. I wish you luck. Thank you. In part of Queensland, it is known as the Quinkin or the Jugabina. In parts of New South Wales, it goes by Jarara, the Mingawin, the Putakan, the Dulaga, the Gulaga, and the Thulaga. Now, the name Yowie is kind of obscure in origin, and uh, like we talked about kind of in our Rainbow Serpent episode, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Western understanding, especially after the colonial takeover of Australia, just didn't properly document Aboriginal stories and legends. Yeah, almost like they didn't value it at all and actively tried to destroy them. Yeah, and because Aboriginal legend is perpetuated mainly through oral tradition, that they weren't really written down until like the early 1800s late seven uh, yeah early 1800s late 1700s yeah and uh even when they were it's like shitty like dudes who want to be naturalists but aren't naturalists trying to figure stuff out yeah and like state perpetuated violence against aboriginal people like continues to this day so yeah. it's you know no wonder that uh, unfortunately a lot of the understanding that the kind of western cultural canon or even you know written down in english canon has uh might not be as nuanced as it could right uh for instance i do have a terrible account from 1842 written by a man named robert holden uh-oh robert holden you don't know how little i care about your understanding <laughs> of aboriginal stories <laughs> yep yep pretty much but here we go i quote after our terrible friend, Robert Holden. Um, the natives of Australia believe in the Yahoo. Yes, like the answering service. Uh-oh. This being they describe as resembling a man of nearly the same height with long white hair hanging down from the head over features, arms as extraordinarily long, furnished with the extremities of great talons and the feet turned backwards so that on flying from man, the imprint of the foot appears as if the being had traveled in the opposite direction. Altogether, they describe it as a hideous monster of an unearthly character and ape-like appearance. I don't like that uh, no. whatsoever. Yeah. I don't like those backward feet. Get them right away from me. Oh, Amanda, this is going to be a fun episode for you. Julia, <laughs> why? Why with the body horror? Because <laughs> I love you and this is very entertaining <laughs> to me. You know, Jules, whenever you introduce to me another uh, horrifically um, mashed up creature, I think to myself, I at least get to make a speech at your wedding. And I, I just do. think about... I, I do. I'm, I'm anointing myself. No, no, no. I, that oh, wasn't good. a question mark. That was a <laughs> excited. You do get to do that. I, I do. And I just, I think sometimes about uh, what anecdotes I'm going to choose to share with your closest family and friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be responsible about it, but I'm also just, it's it's a little bit of power that I that I have in this situation and I'm excited for it. <laughs> just remember, I got to do it at yours. It's true. So kind of diving back into it, I should say, we already talked about this a little bit, but uh, doing research for this episode reminded me yet again how gross colonialism is. Colonialism. The grossest. Not that we really needed to be reminded, uh, but there are a lot of shitty primary sources from white folks uh, out there regarding the Yowie, and not as many uh, Aboriginal ones as I would like, but we are going to really dig in deep with both of those accounts and kind of compare and contrast them because we can see how bad the white folks got it wrong. 
yeah i uh i bet that white people get things wrong a lot uh and i also really appreciate when you um you know present us with uh sources from people who you know own this legend and, right. and whose culture you know it's it's significant in uh that's always way more fun way more interesting and you know maybe we'll have to work a little bit harder to understand the context but like that's kind of the least that you know people descended from a, an oppressive people can can try to do yeah i agree completely in fact actually a lot of the written sources about the yaoi only started appearing around the 1870s from white publications mm-hmm. Uh, the first publication was An Account of Indigenous Apes, which is already just a really unfortunate title. Um, it appeared in a publication of Australian Town and Country Journal, which is the whitest thing I've ever said ever. Wow. Yeah. Do they uh, feature like, I don't know, uh, lawn games? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little sandwiches you can serve to Tea your sandwiches, family and friends. linen. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so this publication referred to the Yaoi as, quote, some unearthly animal or inhuman creature, namely the Yahoo Devil Devil or the Hairy Man of the Woods. I wonder how much of this were Aboriginal people being like, uh-huh, yep, its name is the Hairy Man of the yeah. Woods. And, and just, just or trolling. Or just like terrible translation Or just complete uncaring, yeah. right? And, and you know, not needing to make the kind of extra effort to, you know, really try to understand and, like, responsibly and richly translate mm-hmm. a thing that is easy to, you know, assume is, like, really reductive. Yep. A man a few years later named Henry James McCooey, who was an amateur naturalist, claimed that he had seen a yaoi on the south coast of New South Wales, saying, and I quote, A few days ago, I saw one of those strange creatures. I should think that if it was standing perfectly upright, it would be nearly five feet high. It was tailless and covered with long black hair, which was of a dirty red or snuff color, snuff being like tobacco, at the throat or breast. Its eyes, which were small and restless, were partly hidden behind matted hair that covered its head. I threw a stone at the animal, whereupon it immediately rushed off. What do you think was going to happen, Robert? Exactly. God. Every time someone's like a would-be naturalist, I'm like, so they threw a rock at something that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Or like their their parents were rich enough that they didn't have to, like, I don't know, go learn how to do anything. And so they just walked around being like, ah, oh, nature, man's domain. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm going to draw a bird, but I'm terrible at drawing. Yeah. Or just like start naming things that people had already named. God. So, like a true white dude, Makui offered to capture the yaoi for the Australian Museum for 40 pounds. Whatever. He never did collect that cash, as <laughs> Makui never procured actual proof that the creature actually existed. To to throw the guy a bone, though, Australia is full of crazy animals. That's true. So, uh, the idea that there would be, you know, animal that is bigger or, like, differently shaped to the ones that you grew up imagining, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure the first... Uh, person not from australia to see a kangaroo was like what the fuck, the fuck is this thing yeah, yeah, yeah i agree australia's got some buck wild animals i know but like how much would you love i think i've said this before but but to be able to travel back in time to like 1860s england mm-hmm. and just have a you know be in the meeting of the royal society or somebody like that uh, that are you know people meeting to discuss like science and and natural learnings mm-hmm. and just sit there and like just laugh and like, just listen to it idiots. and and obviously you would get like killed and were thrown out of the place yeah. but uh, i don't know in my brain you, it would be very fun you point at things really like, it's a fucking kangaroo it's a tortoise what the fuck <laughs> yeah or like put two fossils next to each other like did you know that the fin of a whale and the hand of a monkey are the same just more spread out by this one. Amazing. Amazing. 
<laughs> uh, so another outbreak of reported Yowie sightings occurred in 1912, and then again in 1956 with the publication of Donald Friend's Helen Diana, which he describes the Yowie as a species of bunyip, which is another Australian right. cryptid. Huh. Which we've talked about, I think, a little bit. I think you mentioned it in a, in a lightning round? Yeah. It's in Harry Potter. Oh, maybe that's why I know it. Yeah, that might be it. Now, as I mentioned before, interpretation of Aboriginal stories is not very accurate when it's told by white people, especially when it's coming from the 18th and 19th centuries. So from Aboriginal sources, it seems like the creature is actually part of the dream time, and they existed as a tribe that did battle with the Aboriginal people, and while the Aboriginal tribes were always able to beat them, the Yahweh were always able to escape because they are agile and quick on their feet. Wow, that is much more interesting, unsurprisingly. Yeah, unsurprisingly, it's not just like a weird man beast thing. Right. It's like has society and hierarchy or organization um, and and motivations that are much more interesting than like a creature. You know, that's why I think to me, like horror films never really had much um, standing until I, you know, met you and we were able to like dive into why the genre is actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, I don't know, creature is here, destroy stuff like to me is not a very compelling, you know, plot line. Also, like, if you think about the history of humanity, at some point, you know, Homo sapiens and our ancestors were existing at the same time, like, species-wise. Yeah. So it makes total sense that we would have stories, especially in an oral tradition where it's being told over, like, centuries and millennia. Of of course, we're going to have stories about us fighting off these creatures that aren't quite like us but are similar to us. Yeah, or, like, all of human society is, you know, turning to people that are like you in order to, you know, protect yourselves from people who are not. Um, And so that was true on, you know, evolutionary level where when the species were differentiating, you know, you you banded together and the strong got stronger and the protected got more protected. Um, And, like, it's it's a tale as old as time, you know? Yeah, for real. I I just, I loved making the connection between this is clearly a historical thing and the stories that they've been telling are actual fucking stories. Surprise! It's not just actual fucking history. Like, that, that understanding is probably so much more accurate and nuanced and longstanding than, you know, people who think that anything worth telling has been written down. And oh, by the way, we only invented how to write stuff down on paper the way that we do it today, like 500 years ago. Yeah. That's not that long ago. No. Like there there are so much better ways to tell stories, to tell narratives, to like ensconce yourself in the long stream or circle or serpent of mm-hmm. history. And uh, the one that you grew up thinking is the best might not be. No. Um, I think that is part of the reason we do the show is the exposure to other traditions that, hey, in the thick of it might make more sense than your own that you grew up with and are familiar with. Or at the very least, you know, you can understand to be nuanced, interesting, like worthy of consideration. That's why I love doing the Angels episode a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. because that to us is like completely normal, yeah. um, you know, to the way that we grew up. And, and it's exciting to kind of turn our, you know, interested and compassionate and curious lens on all these other cultures onto our own mm-hmm. and be like, oh, actually, everybody is just like doing their best with the thing that they grew up in and wants to learn more about the world. And that can include, you know, looking at how many, many, many eyes on many, many, many angels is uh, just as wild as some of the things that we hear from from other places. I'm just, for some reason, I was like, I had a moment where I was like, it's like Clarice Starling telling Hannibal Lecter to look, turn his insight on himself. 
and give feedback about everything comes back to hannibal with you jules yeah i love it i love it too i, I know to, i like started re-watching the hannibal tv show Ooh, lately man it's that, very good that hannibal will shipping hit me so hard yeah and in fact a lot of the friends that i've made in new york city who aren't from podcasting are mm-hmm. from hannibal fandom that's uh and completely it's, accurate it's been for you. very exciting shout out to a friend of the show andrea who uh who was that good good fandom connect for me now I'm thinking about how I definitely want some Hannibal recipes from the Hannibal cookbook at my wedding. Do you want to borrow it? I own it now. Yes. I bought good. myself a copy. Oh, that'd be so beautiful and macabre and very you. So talking about like the actual Aboriginal sources for the uh, the Yowie. Um, yep. Uh, there also seems to be a sort of connection between uh, the Yowie and a creature known as the Yara Mayahu. This creature, according to stories, is more of a cross between an amphibian and an ape. It's said to resemble a frogman with red fur. Uh, it has a very large head and a very large mouth with no teeth, but it has suckers on the ends of its hands and feet, kind of like a gecko. Very useful. Also very makes my eyes widen. Yep. Go, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. It Julie is so giving me worse. my least favorite look, which is just complete amused warm-hearted delight scorn and delight like scornful delight is the exact just wait okay so they're said to live only in fig trees which like nice aesthetic same yeah beautiful i just today texted my partner like i want a fig tree give me one you can grow those indoors you know <laughs> they're just expensive yeah i'll buy you one for your birthday Aww, babe, next year thanks they're said that they don't hunt for food but rather they wait in the branches of their tree waiting for travelers to stop and rest beneath them classic uh, when they also, do, much like the drop bear, yes, kind of, kind of the inspiration for the drop bear, I imagine. Uh, white people retelling a, an Aboriginal story in a worse, less interesting way. Yeah, <gasps> shocker. We just love cute things that like will eat you. I guess Ugh. this is way more interesting, though, in my opinion. Okay, so the Yaramayahu is in the tree waiting, yep. praying poised mm-hmm. and someone comes beneath the tree yes. what happens then when the person begins to rest underneath their tree the creature drops down and uses its suckers to drain the victim of its bl- of their blood Ooh, how do they make the hole uh with their like weird suction cup things they're like basically like little teeth and like oh yeah fascinating yeah it's great um so once the person is completely drained they then swallow the person whole <laughs> that's not where it ends it's though. like eating a soup dumpling it is like eating, well it, it gets even more like eating a soup dumpling Ooh, let me get there tell. so they then drink some water and take a nap oh my god <laughs> so much same so much same oh shit it's very good <laughs> uh when it wakes up from its nap feeling groggy and slightly disoriented like you always same, do after same. a nap yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. naps are the worst uh so it then regurgitates its victim leaving them alive but get this shorter than before and with their skin a slightly redder color than it was before wow so this process can be repeated several times and if the victim <laughs> if the process is repeated several times the victim can in fact turn into a yaramayahu. That is such an, a more interesting creation narrative than the normal vampire one. Yeah. Like why would why would like putting one drop of your blood in a person's mouth and then burying them for a minute like make a vampire? I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make sense. much sense to me. But this makes so much sense. It's it's like a repeated digestion process mm-hmm. or 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 like a curing, like curing leather or 
or or you know like making meat dry out in the sun like oh i love it so much this is delicious and horrifying metaphors i love it i love it i, I love how just creatures with different creature parts excuse me out so much but this i'm just like oh, fascinating efficient i love Wonderful. it love it great oh the nice part is the creature is only active during the day and only targets living prey so the suggestion that the uh, the aboriginals have is to play dead until sunset in order to avoid being attacked also, just very good advice for traveling somewhere that's hot. Yeah. Sleep during the day, travel at night. Yeah, pretty much. I just like, I, I like the image of like a possuming under a fig tree. Be like, well, this is the only tree around. <laughs> <laughs> Hope sunset comes soon. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not breathing. <laughs> it's probably fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, it also kind of seems like too little, too late advice. Like, are you just supposed to pretend to die under every fig tree? <laughs> Like, I'm picturing like a traveler like playing hopscotch between trees and and they like they like hop to a tree they play dead hop to a tree play dead nothing happened go no so cute <laughs> okay uh so like basically all of the familiar brands of Bigfoot relatives the Yowie has had plenty of eyewitness accounts mysterious footprints uh disputed evidence all in the present day Ooh. Uh, so I'm gonna give you some of my favorite highlights of sightings in recent years because there's been like a couple of them like a decent chunk of them and I had to pare down so in 2010 a man spotted a creature that he thought was a Yowie in his garage uh, oh According to him, the creature was definitely a juvenile, covered in hair, had long arms, and was defo trying to communicate with him. Uh-oh. Let's let's just, let's walk this one through real yeah. quick. You walk into your garage. You want to, like, go get paint or something. What, or like, what does one get from a garage? Soda from the, from the garage fridge. Okay, cool. So you walk into your garage to go get your garage soda. <laughs> your garage soda, that's fine. My dad kept beer in the garage when we were kids because we couldn't be trusted. And there's just, like... A five foot tall, hairy creature. And your first thought is, that's a kid. That's a kid. This has got to be a juvenile. <laughs> what is this creature trying to do? The creature makes a noise at you. He's trying to communicate with me. <laughs> How did it get in there? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be your chief concern? Be like, there's a person in here. How did they get in here? I would probably yell. It's not a person. Then yell, I'm sorry. And then look for Why? like an implement to defend myself. Why are you sorry? Because I surprised them. Okay. That's how deep my self-awkwardness goes. Dang, girl. All right. I know. Okay. But like, I don't know. I, I surprised them. Maybe they were just like foraging for, for food. Maybe or you throw your garage beer at it. I don't know. Needed to borrow like a leaf blower. <laughs> Maybe you pull the Makui and you throw the garage beer at them <laughs> so that they flee. <laughs> it's pretty great oh i want to get kind of smashed and watch those movies again huh? oh man i don't know i think i would be very curious and also kind of afraid but if there's like a car between me and them and there was no like you know imminent like attack i'd be like hi how can i help you it's trying to communicate with me oh what arrogance oh my god oh boy okay moving on to our next one so several folks in new south wales area have said that They've taken photos or else filmed the Yowie since the late 90s. Um, I'm sure they have. I'm sure there's also no link between the proliferation of consumer uh, electronics and sightings of Bigfoot at all. Mm -hmm. No. Probably not Why would there be? I actually have a theory 
So I think this might have been driven by the fact that in the 1970s, the Queenbian Festival Board and the 2CA offered a $200,000 reward for anyone who could capture and present a yaoi. Unsurprisingly, Amanda, the prize has yet to be claimed. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's not like they had anything better to do in the 1970s, no, I guess. that's just like what they were doing back then. <laughs> I think that's around the time that we got that first like infamous photo of Bigfoot. Yeah. It might have been like the late 60s, but like still that yeah. was like a thing going on. And it feels like that was that was prime time for like a rebirth of the like pulp pop culture of the 50s mm-hmm. to like come back again and, and be in a new form and sci-fi starting to become a thing. Yeah, it's and... like, fuck aliens. We got big hairy dudes instead. Yeah. It's almost like we were the villains all along. <gasps> So the Springbrook area of Queensland has had more Yowie uh, reports than anywhere in Australia. Guys, what's happening? Are you okay? Even a former senator from the area named Bill O'Chee claimed to have seen a Yowie when he was a schoolboy. Huh. He compared it to looking like Chewbacca. Fair. Also, maybe that's related to uh, the first Star Wars movie coming out, the 1970s. 75. 75. That's my guess. Is that your final offer? I'm going to go 76. 77. Ah, fuck. I was in between all of them. (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, This has been Fact Checking with Spirits Podcast. Fact Checking with Spirits Podcast. Uh, So there are two very well-known yaoi hunters. Oh, boy. The first one is Rex Gilroy. Oh, boy. Who is a self-employed cryptozoologist. You don't say. Oh, 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 boy. (laughs) He has claimed to have collected over 3,000 pieces of evidence or reports on the Yowie and claims that they are a relict population of extinct ape or a yet undiscovered homo species, probably related to our North American version, the Bigfoot. I I know that that's the genus in which we are classified yes but i just i just want a gay species i just want it to be all gay okay please that's fair. That works. anyway i want to meet rex i want to go tour his house rex seems great um he also claims that there are actually four different species of yaoi and they are all subspecies of homo erectus huh which is nice i'm just thinking of like instead of species i'm thinking breeds so there's yes. breeds of yaoi just like the dalmatian yaoi <laughs> and the doberman yaoi the teacup yaoi the teacup yaoi <laughs> you know for your desktop cryptid needs so cute though <laughs> i'd adopt one in a heartbeat oh no julia's crying like a little corgi <laughs> yaoi think of a corgi yaoi though it would be very cute someone draw me a corgi yaoi please please may we have corgi, corgi yaoi big feet i want them they can even have backward feet i think i would find them cute still oh man that's so cute hashtag corgiawi 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 y'all came through with your heck poppers mm-hmm. come through again if you want to do a corgiawi please do we want to see it also if you have a corgi i want to see pictures of them immediately so we're gonna finish off with probably one of my favorite parts of this episode Ooh, i did cry a little reading this. <laughs> the section i wrote starts and then there's tim the yowie man Oh, boy. <laughs> he claims to have first seen the Yowie in the Barndabello Ranges in 1994. And I will be honest, when I was reading that, uh, the for the first time, I thought he saw it, like, in the equivalent of whatever the Australian Boy Scouts were. Like, Aww. he was a ranger of some sort, and he Cute. was just, like, out there, like, Indiana Jones, and he's like, a Yowie! <laughs> <laughs> he, he got his cryptid badge. Oh, my God, the cryptid badge. We would have our 
we'd have all the cryptid badges we would we would we would be uh, issuing new cryptid badges on the regular so tim the yaoi man is surprisingly well respected in the field for a man named tim the yaoi man (laughs) oh man tim the yaoi man i love him so much julia what if your future future kids don't like cryptids then they're not my children Oh boy, don't do that to me. Okay. Um, so Tim the Yowie Man, he has a regular column in the Canberra Times and the Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> he also has several published works and acts as a member of the Australian Society of Travel Writers and has hosted a national travel radio show. You know what, Tim? Work it. He is respect. He is working it. Respect. He also like got into a feud with Cadbury. Like they, they like went to court against him Why? because Cadbury has a brand of chocolate in Australia called the Yowie because Ooh. it's like little Yowie shaped chocolate. Oh, adorable. Someone please send us those if you live in Australia. Please. P.O. Them. Box 58, Merrick, New York, 11566. Please do that thing. Please do it. That would be amazing. That's the first time we've plugged the P.O. Box on the oh, show. Oh, we have a P.O. Box. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Send it to my name, Amanda McLaughlin. The spelling is in the description of this podcast and it's P.O. Box 58, Merrick, New York. 11566. It's pretty easy to find stuff. And like, we like gifts, I guess. Yeah. We like gifts. So he got into a fight with Cadbury because his name was too close wow. to the Yowie chocolate and he won. Tim, he's like, respect. you can't, you can't take my name. You can't take away my identity, Cadbury. <laughs> I love your eggs, but I don't like your politics. It's just a, it's just a, a product to you, but it's my life. Yeah. This is, it is his life. He's wonderful. Oh, I love it. I want to interview Tim the Yowie Man. Me too. Send us to Australia. Some, we someone, can do a whole tour. Someone like get us in contact with Tim the Yowie Man. Thank yeah. you. Bye. We're asking a lot of our listeners. I know. But like the, just piled it on at the end for you guys. You know, but if you made it this far, I think you're here for us. Mm-hmm. And if you have a connect, let us know. <laughs> so that is all I have on the Yowie at the moment. Oh, I love it. He's very sweet and very cute. And I do very much love the Yowie. I love how they're small also. Yeah. Big, but you also, you often hear like, oh, they're seven, eight, nine feet tall. Yeah. But I just know. Yeah. They're like five feet. Five feet. Five That's feet. Pretty cute. Pretty, pretty small. That's my size. Adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tiny, tiny Yowie. Small, but fierce. Small, but fierce Yowie. I don't know if they're fierce. Well, according to Aboriginal stories, they are fierce, but. Yeah, but dude, there's nothing I love more than that tying of like modern day kind of cryptid discussions to like actual probable evolutionary ties. Mm -hmm. Like that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. But I really like the idea of just like as much as this story has definitely been co-opted from Aboriginal people, it is still like in the conversation. And it's the reason that I was able to find this story and like actually find the very interesting Aboriginal stories is because there's people out there perpetuating this, these sightings and these like the mythos of the cryptid that is the Yowie and therefore the story of the Aboriginal people that is actually accurate to what's going on. Yeah, it's an example of like internet paranoia and kind of, you know, pop culture, if you will. Um, Actually, accidentally making a thing uh, that ought to be preserved, but, you know, there's no like capitalistic reason for people to do it. Um, You know, actually bringing it back into our consciousness, which is really dope. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad that we got to touch on some more Aboriginal myths because it's something that I was really interested in. And there's not as many resources as I would hope that there are, but yeah. um, 
but when I do really dig into that, they always have a really interesting story for us. Yeah. And this is our final, but I think most uh, urgent plug, which is if you are Aboriginal, if you know somebody who is, if you know a historian or a writer or a storyteller um, that we should talk to, we would love to interview them. So yeah. please, Indigenous people of, of any region, but especially, I think, Indigenous Australians, uh, let us know. And we want to get in touch and we want to talk about stuff. Yeah, we would really, really, really love that. Yeah, we are lifelong learners. And when we, when we can learn from someone who is, you know, directly from the culture that we're interested in, that is the best thing of all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, I love learning from people. Right on. Well, next time you turn on your garage lights and <laughs> you see Get your garage definitely gear. a juvenile cryptid. And he's definitely trying to communicate with you. Definitely trying to communicate. Um, just remember to stay creepy. Stay cool. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Schiaffini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Spirits Podcast. We also have all our episodes, collaborations, and guest appearances, plus merch, on our website, spiritspodcast.com. Come on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, for all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. Throw us as little as $1 and get access to audio extras, recipe cards, director's commentaries, and patron-only live streams. And hey, if you like the show, please share us with your friends. That is the best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. Bye.